All right, and we're live on the first Blacklist Sessions podcast. Very excited to finally bring this to fruition. Uh, we're going to be talking about music. We're going to be talking about video and uh, business and who knows what else will turn up. So we have a lot of interesting guests that are coming on the podcast and I'm very excited to be talking uh, to a lot of them. Uh, so today, for the, uh, our very first guest is uh, Craig Turner. Uh, how are you going, Craig? Yeah, very good, man. Very excited to be here. <laughs> yeah, that's great. You know, it's uh, you've, you've done a lot of great work in, uh, in the video industry. So I think uh, for the for the listeners, I guess uh, maybe a bit of background about what you've done and how you got into video and yeah, yeah. all that sort um, of thing. How I got into how I got into video was uh, I just started uh, playing around with my camera uh, at car. I used to be involved heavily with the car club and uh, like all bunch of old old Toyotas, old Celicas and that, and uh, awesome blokes. And I used to just bring me camera and just make little films and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's how I started, and then. Um, uh, one of our biggest regrets was at our wedding we couldn't afford a videographer and that was our biggest regret we we just regretted not we, that that was something we believe everybody should have access to um even though it, it does come at a cost but in all honesty it you know we we highly believe that video should be up there as your mm. first thing to book because we just we just honestly believe like you know as we say to couples it's awesome to have a photo of your dad standing there at the podium making his speech but what did he say or how did he say it how did his breath feel like on that you know like Mm. yeah just those little moments and you can't get that well that's it it really is next level you know photos are fantastic it's great to have them but you know like all of those little nuances that you know you said is i guess so important to um to i guess recapturing that memory so you're not forgetting it yeah exactly yeah (laughs) yeah Awesome. So, uh, your company uh, is Puzzleman Productions? Yeah, Puzzleman Productions. Um, again, that started with uh, I had a, a Corolla and I um, I used to put puzzle pieces on it. Yep. And then the guys in the car club just started calling me Puzzle Man. Uh, so, yeah, we went and, and that name sort of stuck. And then as we were um, building the, as I say, empire, but as we were building the um, the video production company, um, we thought, oh, Puzzle Man's cute. You know, it's cool. It's, it's like in there and also we can play on it a bit like we always you know we say to couples we put the pieces together even though that sounds a bit like you know we're, we're picking up the pieces we're not really you know <laughs> we're just putting the pieces together of your day and your puzzle so yeah fantastic so you've been in business quite a long time too um i think i read 16 years yeah yeah, yeah. so um what do you think has been some of your favorite jobs over that time oh it's it's i've done so many and so many uh like heaps, heaps of weddings. Heap, majority ma- mainly is weddings, but yeah, I've done. Um, I filmed Electric Gardens Festival 2016, 2017. Mm-hmm. Um, got to meet um, Fat Boy Slim, Eric Romillo, uh, uh, and then I filmed um, trance events as well. Like, um, and I got to meet. Um, I didn't even know at the time. Like, I'm I'm not at all a fanboy or anything. But when I went to these trance events and and like watching like. You know, these, the trance events I did are uh, 12,000 people in Horden Pavilion, and that was packed, you know. And w- and seeing the crowd there and interacting, and I, I just went, oh, yeah, cool. And I'm d- I was there to film a job. I was there to do a job, yeah. you know what I mean? I wasn't a fanboy moment. And then I got to meet some of these guys and interview them, and that was so lovely. Um, one of Australia's top trance guys, um, Marlo. I don't mm-hmm. know how to spell it. it M A R L O, something yep. like that. He's like, he's like, he goes all over the world and amazing amazing stuff anyway got to film little events like that i think just the feeling of those massive festivals filming them that's pretty cool yeah well i think that's probably one of my favorite things about being like in the video and the music industry is you just get to meet so many interesting people 
You know, like one day you'll be working with some like top people in business and then the next day you'll be hanging out with Lee Kernigan, you know? Yeah, you yeah, just that, never that, know. Yeah, <laughs> I reckon, yeah, that's, that, that's what's cool as well. Yeah, I mean, yeah, actually, you know what, that, that was that's true. You, um, one day, it was a Monday and I had a phone call, I said, and a photographer I knew, he said, Craig, I've got to shoot some corporate stuff mm. for this client. Can you come down to the city, CBD? And I, I hate this. I, I won't do so. I said, man, yep. look, like, can you, you know, it's got to be worth my while. Like, as in, you know, I, yep. I charge a, I charge a, I don't want to go into the CBD job. It's an extra $500. You know what I mean? Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> and um, so he, he, he said, oh, it's a corporate gig. It's lawyers and that. Just come in, just do a bit of video. Uh, we've got some keynote presentation by, um, by some ex-prime minister. And I went, oh, okay, cool. It sounds cool. Anyway, so I set up all the cameras and it was a, it was an ex all I got told was an ex-prime minister is going to do a testimonial to say why these lawyers are great. Anyway, I sat it down. Bob Hawke walks in. <laughs> That's fantastic. And I'm just like, wow. And that was a fanboy moment. You know what I mean? Like, yep. even though I, I, I was born in 83, but still, m- mum and dad always talked about Bob Hawke and he was great and he was such a character. And he walks in. And I said to him, oh, hi, hi, Mr. Hawk. You know, he said, just call me Bob. And I went, okay. <laughs> and so he's reading off this sheet and, and he's looking at it and he's like, okay, we ready? And I said, oh, you've just read it now? And he goes, yeah, yeah, I don't need it. And he puts it down and we set up the three cameras and we had all different angles and he just did it in one take. Didn't even look at the notes. Wow. And this was, <laughs> I think, I do believe it was three A4 pages and he just read the whole thing but didn't look at them. And I said to him, you didn't stutter, didn't mumble, nothing. And he goes, they don't call me one take Bob for nothing. And <laughs> I've got that on, like I put that up recently when he passed and I was just like, man, that was such a good moment. So. Yeah, that's it's pretty remarkable being able to remember the three pages worth of stuff. But yeah, yeah. I remember we were, um, I was actually playing a gig up on, uh, up around the Hunter Valley and uh, it was a golf day. Uh, so they had a lot of people uh, there that were pro golfers, amateur golfers, uh, sponsors of the event. Of course, Bob Hawke loved his golf. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he was there and I'll, I'll never forget when we were sitting uh, at dinner and they had Bob doing doing a speech and <laughs> he gets up there with his walking stick and he's holding it up in the air, conducting everyone a waltzing Matilda <laughs> and the entire audience just like erupted. It was singing this so loud. It was, uh-huh. yeah, quite quite a moment, you know, very uh, very interesting guy <laughs> yeah it, it's yeah there's never a dull moment when he was around i think <laughs> yeah that's great uh yeah so i guess uh from your experience in doing video what do you think makes a good video oh 100 it's the story mm. no matter what it is a coffee shop a coffee shop can be told in a great story in in you know 30 seconds to a minute like literally and everyone I always say to small businesses, um, I always say, you're a butcher. Like, if a butcher wants to come and get video done, or, or this is the hard thing as well for us, I do believe 50% of small businesses believe they don't need video at all, right? Wow. But no, in all honesty, <laughs> and, and, and I believe half of our job is actually selling them video or convincing them they do need video. All right, and and if I just write off the, if I just read off the statistics, you know, um, left my phone over there, um, <laughs> you know, it's ridiculous. Like, you know, ninety three percent of people are viewing videos on their phone in silence. You know, yep. because they're usually in the dunny, or you know, <laughs> yeah. or they or they're sitting around a group of friends and they don't want to know what they're looking at, so they're, they're viewing it in silence. So. And that's hard for us because I truly believe it's all about the story when the video. So we try and include, you watch any of our videos and we try and include as much dialogue as possible. Um, the behind the scenes I did for Carly Rose recently, you know, just engaging, just that little where she where she said hello to the groom, hugged him. Oh, hi, Sarah, you're here, you know, in, in like because she knew those other suppliers. Just that little bit of dialogue that makes you go, oh, wow, like 
they're interacting. They know it's not just her playing guitar or her singing, you know. It's that little interaction that I do believe draws people in. Yeah, it's yeah. just that little bit more. And I know like all the time, if I'm looking at a new piece of gear that I want to buy, uh, like a, a new guitar or a new camera, the first thing I do is I jump straight on YouTube and I'm researching and looking at video of people talking about it. So, it's yeah. just such a fantastic way of, uh, you know, getting across what you do. Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, so um, I, I know that I do that heaps, you know, pretty much every single <laughs> purchase, probably a bit yeah. too much. Yeah. So, the first thing I do when I get a new piece of gear, like even yesterday, I just had uh, the new Mavic 2 yeah. uh, Pro turn up. Yeah. Love it. First thing I do is make a video of it. And, yeah, you know, yeah. it's great content. People can see a little bit of behind the scenes of how, like, your business works. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, like uh, the gear, or like, I don't know, I just love gear. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think that's what it is. It's true. My wife says to me, uh, when I say to her, look, I go, I go to her and I say, we need this piece of gear. She goes, okay, get it. And I go, but it's this much. She goes, yeah, I don't care because I will spend up to two days, like while I'm rendering or something, researching that gear. I won't just mm. go, yes, let's purchase it. I will, you know, literally watch 12-year-olds on YouTube <laughs> giving me a demonstration <laughs> on how to use it. And I'm like, geez. Um, but... It, it came comes back to the whole thing where it, it is people people love the behind the scenes and and I always say to people um, video content is king and like we had a coffee shop they wanted a bit of um, marketing they wanted a bit of marketing done and mm -hmm. I said to them okay you know and our marketing videos are pretty cheap for a small business right and mm -hmm. and also people got to remember any any business you're in it's a tax write off. Yeah. Right, I'm not. I'm not. A, I'm not an accountant. But any, if you pay me to make you a video, that's a tax write-off as advertising. All right. Yes. People have to remember that um, because when it comes to the end of the year and you realise you haven't spent any money on advertising. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Um, so anyway, the point. The point is, this coffee shop they wanted a bit of video, and I said, look, yep, it's going to be this much. And they said, oh, we can't afford that. And I said, all right. I said, put your mobile phone up in the corner and leave it recording for the for the morning rush. Mm -hmm. And they go, but why? And I said. Make a time-lapse. Yeah. Make a time-lapse. Mate, they did it, right? No joke. They have 130 customers through the door between the hours of 8.30 and 9.30. And I was just like, this is phenomenal. And, you you know, I just sped it up by, you know, times 16, 16 yep. um, times or whatever and, and made like under 30 seconds. And it was just gold for them because they were like, wow, we didn't realize how many people come through the door because they're <laughs> too busy making all the coffee. But the point is... The customers were like, oh, wow, look how busy this place is. So, it's that whole thing behind the scenes. If you can show people, we, we call them what it takes. So, if you can show people what it takes to be you or what it takes to do your job, mate, people will be like, wow, that's why X is so expensive or that's why so much effort goes into this. It's, yeah. yeah, 100%. You know, like... Um I think the the behind the scenes thing is great, and uh, just talking about what you what you're doing as well. Like I remember, I put up a video uh, just on Facebook. It wasn't probably probably about nine months ago, and uh, just talking about like what we were doing. We had like a special deal on at the time, and you know, basically the process of how we make a music video. And yeah. it was just one video on Facebook, five five music videos from that one video, yeah. just talking about it. So. Video, I think, I, I know personally for myself, has just been the most effective way to get the message out there and, uh, and yep. sell yourself. And I guess even as an artist and a musician too, like people want to see, people want to hear. So, the yeah. more you can do that, the the better it is. So, yeah. it works across a, a lot of industries, I yeah, guess. Yeah, it really, it really does. I believe it can be, um, it, can, it can be, what's the word I'm looking for? It, it can be done across any sort, it, whether you be a butcher shop, a coffee shop, a musician or a celebrant at a wedding, mm. you know, on Honestly, if you can show a little bit of behind the scenes or what it takes to be you, man, you, you, 
to give you a very we made we followed a celebrant around for a whole day we made him a behind the scenes he put it up that night that night he had three inquiries and the next day they locked in and then from that week he had five more people lock it in <laughs> and that's brilliant <laughs> you know you, you can't you, 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 no no amount of advertising is going to be that effective you know you you try and sell google ads or facebook ads all he did was make a video and from that video people were like I love this character. I want him at my wedding or whatever it is. Yeah, that's fantastic. So, how do you go about convincing a business? Like, if they're kind of on the fence, like, they're like, oh, you know, should I get a video? You know, there's a bit of expense involved. How how do you go about selling that to them? Um, I prove, I just do it the track record way. And that is, um, like, take our own behind the scenes. We had our, we had a cameraman follow us um, at a wedding for a whole day, right? And then what I did was I deliberately spliced it up to like four videos that were under a minute and then that way people could see this is us at a ceremony running four cameras running audio checking the groom everything you know so it showed how much dedication we have to our job mm. but i just take that aspect and do it the same way so if uh, for I, I talk a lot i always use butchers as an example because how many butcher shops do you know right yeah only a couple <laughs> yeah only a couple but the point is whenever you go, even you go to a small town there's always three maybe two butcher shops right yep. what makes your butcher shop different from this guy's butcher mm. shop and I will spend a day literally I'll stand there and just watch the customers come in and out yep. and what, what is it is it the interaction is it the smile that they have is it oh g'day John how'd your, bur- how'd your burgers go the other day or, or did you how'd your party go you know it's that that little bit of interaction which will get other customers go hey I should go to this mm. guy because whatever. But yeah, I do. It's hard. It's hard to convince them that they actually need video until they have it. And that yep. comes back to the whole thing at your wedding. You know, if, if you, you know, it was our biggest regret that we didn't have video. But mm. if we had had it, man, you know, you wouldn't, you wouldn't know because you wouldn't have missed it, right? Yeah. But it's that whole thing of convincing businesses or musicians or artists, anything that they need video. Yeah, because it's so powerful. Like, yeah. it's, as an artist, like, you don't get on TV unless you have video, yeah. so you need it, Yeah, uh, which is pretty important, I guess. Um, so, yeah, I guess the, the next thing then would be um, there's there's great ways to do video, yeah. but there's also terrible ways to do video that yeah. make your business look quite bad. So, what are some of the mistakes you think that uh, some businesses uh, make? Um Look, I'm in two minds about this because I always say video content is king, okay? Mm. Any video content is king. But yes, when it does come, when, you know, you think, all right, so I just got this quote from the video guy, it's going to cost me this much. You know what? Screw it. I'll pull out my phone and I'll just record uh, the chef deep frying some chips. But what you're not looking at is the kitchen and the mess or whatever is involved. People want to see behind the scenes, but they don't want to see behind the scenes that are bad. Right, yep. <laughs> and and I think I think people, yeah. As I say, any video content is king, but it's that whole thing. I, you know, I've spent you know nearly seventeen years making right. If I want if I want chip chip if I want chips being fried and I want to plate it up, how am I going to do that? And straight away I'm going to go right. I want a tight shot of them going in the basket. I want a tight shot dropping in the oil. Mm-hmm. I want a tight shot of the plate, and then I'll have a wide shot of the restaurant. You know, like yeah. yeah so those those four things just there is me going through my mind. How would I tell this story of chips? Mm-hmm. Right, it's very simple. But but the the way the business owner looks at it goes right. I sell chips for five dollars. How am I going to sell more chips for five dollars? And that's all mm. they think about. And 
I just think about telling the story. That's all. Yeah, well, that's it. I mean, it's not. It is about the product, but it's also about the experience you get with a lot of businesses as well. Yeah. Uh, which is something that I really try and focus on with a lot of my uh, video work as well. Is just making sure that uh, you know the artists or the business are just having a great day and just having a lot of fun with it, because uh, that's you know that's how they remember it. You know? Yeah. That, Del- deliver a great product. Yeah, yeah. But also deliver a great experience too. That, um, that's true. That touches on uh, what we always say to couples. You could have an amazing photographer or a videographer mm. and you could have this amazing video but if that person was a real ass on the day you're going to remember that yeah and and that's why when we post up our behind the scenes we're, we're just having fun we're, we're just having fun with a couple and you know we do these little things where we just play games and we get them to interact rather yep. than posing them and that's the same when um, like when I did a cafe recently, it was their mum who was actually cooking. Like, and it was and it was you know mama's recipe and all this, you know. So I played up on that a bit. I was like, oh, teach me how to make the gnocchi, you know, like and all this. So it was, it, you know, it's it's. I know some amazing videographers, amazing, but their personal. Uh, how do you say? It? I guess their personality. Their personality. <laughs> they're there to do a job and they nail it. They they yeah. don't get me wrong. They nail it, right? Yeah. But. They just don't have people skills. Right. And, and I believe that when you can come out of your bubble a little bit and when you open up to someone, they open up to you. You mm. could set up cameras in an interview and just go, right, sit here, right, I'm here to do a job, here's your audio, yeah. this is the question I'm asking you, right? Forget all that. Set it up, then have them come in and go, hey, can we just chat off camera for a minute and just get to know them a bit? And then they open up already and then you just record 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 <laughs> and bam they're they're loose as goose mate it's great massively yeah a lot of a lot of it is the rapport building and uh i know that that's why like uh, for my business i end up getting a lot of repeat clients because we just have so much fun on the shoots and yeah. you know it's music <laughs> yeah it's great yeah so that's good um so uh being in business for like 16 years you would have seen the rise of social media uh, from from the start of making videos through to now so how do you think that's changed the landscape for businesses and for yourself um it it oh another uh, another tough tough one because when I was making videos you you just put them up on YouTube for the car club guys right and then mm-hmm. um, same when when I started doing weddings I just put it up on YouTube forget about it um, it wasn't maybe until four five years ago that you know we started making a Facebook channel uh, f- um, sorry Facebook page and and then we started increasing like we would put organic reach videos up there rather than putting them on youtube linking them back Mm -hmm. and and i couldn't believe the reach you would get as Mm. opposed to yeah it was great like putting up a car club video or a wedding on youtube and you know get a couple of thousand um views but then you realize that those views were scandinavia uh uk and you were like well they're not my clients and that's what you really got to think and i mean as an artist they could be your clients right you could you could you could be a heavy metal uh, <laughs> artist, whatever, and, and you want to go to Scandinavia because that goes off over there, yeah. apparently. Right? <laughs> sure but, does. Yeah. Woo. <laughs> but, the, but the point is you've really got to ask yourself, It's that, it comes back to that whole thing, oh, I like my page because I liked yours. Well, did that person that liked your page really your client? Mm. And you've got to ask yourself that. It, it's it's no, no point trying to grow your audience or like for like because that person might not be your technical, uh, technically your client, but... As I've said all this, actually, I'm thinking about it in a music aspect, and technically, 
anyone could be your client, really. Like, or, <laughs> yeah. you know, everyone loves music or everyone wants to listen to a certain eclectic a type of music. And yeah. yeah. Well, the other thing is engagement. Like, they might have liked your page, but are they going to continue to engage with you? That's true. And that's yeah. a big thing because if they're getting served your stuff and they're just not interested, yep. then Facebook's algorithm is going to see that yep. and then start to derank it for all of the, the people that are interested yeah yeah so that's uh, I, I guess something to keep in mind uh, but yeah I think probably my favorite platform um, I, I do get a lot of work through Facebook which is great but also LinkedIn the organic reach is massive yeah yeah link LinkedIn I don't use it personally but yep. I know a lot of videographers that deliberately all they will do is one of them's in real estate and he'll deliberately he'll just go on there and he'll be like hey I'm working with Tim Tim from blah 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 realty today and that's all he does right so and then he gets known as that guy that does video for the real estate guys because they're all everyone's linked in from that platform or from all the real estate guys know each other or not know each other but you know follow each other and then therefore they're like oh that's I'm going to get that guy because he does the video so I, I if you yeah if you got a linkedin profile and you're constantly on it about like for instance as I was talked about trance music if I started going hey I made this video for Malara hey I made this video for you know Andrew Royale or something people would just be like oh shit that's the guy that does trance videos or yeah yeah that's it Awesome. Um, so, uh, I guess what's the process for you generating clients? Because some people, they just kind of throw shit at the wall and, <laughs> and hope something's going to happen. Well, that comes back to the whole video content, right? Like, it yeah. can be crap or it can be good. And, and yeah. Um, uh, uh, creating creating clients for us uh, is quite easy because mm-hmm. we've always got content. So, yep. us as video guys, we've always got content and we can just go, hey... Like, for instance, you know, I I delivered a couple's wedding um, and I started to archive all their footage. And then I went, hey, I know there's footage of Cass filmed me on the dance floor with a guy who looked like me. Like, full on. It was a doppelganger moment. (laughs) And I went, oh, I'm just going to post that up. And it was just like, you know, a five-second clip of me on the dance floor with a dude going, getting a bit loose, you know, camera in hand. So, it showed me working, but it also showed we're a bit of fun, you know. Um, So, we put that up. And and that's the whole thing. We have... We have amazing speeches that I can slice, you know, uh, between five seconds to 30 seconds out and just post them up for us. Yeah. Um, so, I think uh, content, again, it just comes back to a lot of content and being able to go, hey, we're at this wedding. Here's some footage. And people go, oh, I'm getting married at that wedding. Oh, sorry, I'm getting married at that venue. These guys did the video. You know, they're two to get two yeah, together. Yeah, it's, so. it's a no-brainer. Yeah. <laughs> no, but, it's, it's a really good advantage. Yeah. Uh, you know, because same thing, like we're shooting music videos every week. So, you know, yeah. it's easy to slice all that up and, and take the best of the best to, yeah. you know, show that to everyone. And yeah, you That's know, it. it's, a, it's a snowball. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but I, you know, you know what I, I really loved? I read a, a great statistic and you know how they say, what is it? 98% of statistics are made up. But seriously, <laughs> yeah. I did a lot of research into this and it was 83% of emails and cold emails and I see because I did a bit of real estate work like I was doing their videos mm-hmm. and the guys there would literally they'd be on the phone all day and just cold calling people yeah. oh are you interested in selling your house and I'd be like guys like how <laughs> so many of them hard. how many of them and I know it's hard right but how many of them convert into actual customers and they'd be like one in a thousand Far and I'd out. be like <laughs> how is that you know how is that good but here's my point how many artists send emails to venues and say, hey, I'm interested in playing tonight or playing this week. Have you got any spots for me, right? But yeah. here's the kicker. 83% of cold emails, if you have a video link, guess what happens? <laughs> 83% will click through, 
right? Wow. <laughs> so 83%. So if you have a link, and this is the hard part, right? You can't just have a link that says um, XYZ Productions made this video. Here's a link because it looks dodgy, right? Yeah. If it's on Vimo, if it's on Facebook, if it's on YouTube, 83% people will go, I'll click on that, and they click on it. And if they click on it, here's the kicker, right? If they click on it and it opens, 10-minute video, what are they going to do? Oh, I don't have time for that. Mm. If they click on it and it says between 30 seconds to 2 minutes, who's got that time? I've got that time. Can you watch a 30-second video? Exactly. I've got that time. <laughs> the point is, get a show reel, 30 seconds to a minute, make it on YouTube, send it. If you're doing, if you're sitting there doing cold you know, emails or you want to play more venues, send them a video. Mm. Seriously, send them a video of you performing and they're going to go, right, this is, yeah. And again, it comes down to the whole good video, bad video thing. And, you know, you always got to make sure that the video guy has good audio as well. You can't just, you can't just film a little duet playing if the guy didn't get a line out and it's just camera audio or something like that, you know, I'll hand that over to you because that's more your side. (laughs) Well, yeah, you're a hundred percent right. Like one of the things that make people click away from a video so fast is crap audio. I think it's probably even more important than the quality of like the video, like resolution wise or anything like that, because yeah, like it just... Especially through phone speakers, they're already bad as it is, you know, so having low quality audio is a killer. So, it's definitely yeah. worth making sure that you're getting uh, well-recorded audio yeah. and then, you know, you get the quality video on top of that and yeah. it's just killer. I'll, I'll, I'll bring that back to weddings. Like, uh, when I see wedding videos that don't have any dialogue in them, like, I call them fluff because yep. it's literally, it's just like still shots, but except their video and there's just no story, no dialogue, no speeches, no audio. Yep. And I look at that and go, right, this guy just ran one camera and he got some amazing shots, don't get me wrong, yep. you know. And then, But then I go, right, he didn't run any audio, he didn't run any lights, he didn't improve the lighting, he didn't, you know, or, or she, whatever it is. And I'm just like, man, there's so much. George Lucas said it best and when he said, you know, 50% of your production is audio, mm. okay? And and if you don't have that audio nailed, people there, – there is scientific proven fact that people will watch a video and if it's badly shot, they will forgive it if the audio is good, right? Yeah. But if the it doesn't matter how good the, the video is, if the audio is bad, they tend to go and slip away from it. Yeah, 100%. Mm. Yep, that's that seems pretty accurate. <laughs> Fantastic. So I guess that's uh yeah one one mistake that's very important not to make is the audio. Uh, if you had some advice for people that were looking to get into the field of video, uh, what do you think are some of the most important things uh, to remember? Oh, gear isn't always important. <laughs> <laughs> no matter how much we ramble on about it, and yeah, I, I can say that, but you know, I've got four cameras. Um, I've got something like 10 lenses, vintage lenses. I love my gear, but if, if, you know, I did it all again, if I did it all again, I would buy the cheapest camera that did the job perfect, Mm -hmm. but I would buy the most expensive audio equipment, right? Because (laughs) when that was one of the things, seriously, I, I, I brought three cameras or I didn't buy them straight away, but I brought one camera, I brought another camera and I just went, right, I need another camera. I need, I need this lens. And all I was focused on was the actual video. And it comes back again to the audio. As soon as I brought my first lapel mic, I was like, 
my God, this changed the world, <laughs> yeah, right? This changed, yeah. Like, and they, you know, I'm talking this was 10 years ago, easily. But then as soon as I brought my first, you know, like a Tascam, uh, what did I buy? Oh, sorry. First, I brought a Zoom H1N or something or, or a Zoom H4 it was. Mm-hmm. And so I could plug into the DJ's deck or I could get a line out from the venue or whatever it was, right? And then once I started upgrading my audio, I really noticed that, my product was really lifting its game mm. and that's when it comes back to good audio is king good good audio <laughs> can you know substitute for that bad shot or something yeah yeah 100 um, yeah but the, but to, yeah sorry cut you off but the i i 100 as as we were discussing in the opening you can jump on youtube and learn off a 12 year old kid making videos <laughs> how to do a frame rate or how to expose properly and and you know what that's great go learn that because the more i'm i'm like a sponge mm-hmm. and when I first started out, I actually put my hand up to video companies that were like top in Australia. Like I'm talking top wedding video guys in Australia. Yep. I'd put my hand up and say, hey, can I come work for you this weekend because I don't have a gig on? Mm-hmm. They'd be like, yeah, they don't care if they've got lackeys. I'm saying I'm lackey, but, you know, carrying a bag. Because you know what? When I was there, I'd carry a bag, but I'd also watch what they were doing and I would learn and I would soak it in like a sponge. And, yeah. and that's what – if you can contact other companies and say, hey – do you need a lighting bitch or you know, <laughs> do you need a lighting assistant or do you need someone to carry your gear around? Do yeah. it because you'll learn so much and, and don't just be like, oh, I'm there to carry bags. Learn. Like just watch what's going on and soak it in like a sponge. Yeah, that's a really good point actually because um, I used to get a lot of videos shot elsewhere and through that process, I learned so much about making video. Uh, so it gave me a good leg into the industry. But yeah, I'm, I'm a massive proponent of education. Uh, you know, the more you can learn, the better you're going to get. Yeah. And I, I spent so much time on YouTube just learning about <laughs> all this stuff. And the great thing is it's all free. Yeah, you, yeah. You don't need to go and spend a fortune on on universities or colleges or anything like that. Anything, pretty much everything that you'd need to know to get into the industry and start making money, you yep. can learn from YouTube. And yep. then, you know, if you want to, uh, I guess, make it a bit more formal, then after you've made some cash in the industry, then you can uh, you can definitely go and pursue that. But yeah. it's uh, I, I don't think it's a necessity anymore. No, it's definitely not those um like um. Yeah, or even the, you know, back in the day when the internet or when YouTube was really kicking off, you know, you'd pay an extra $5, whatever it was, to get the subscription to to get these tutorials or things like that, you know? Whereas now, as I say, you've got a 12-year-old explaining to you about shutter speed or something, you know? Yeah, they um, make the most insane <laughs> videos ever. <laughs> yeah, um, makes me a bit jealous, but it makes me like, man, if the internet was around when I was when I was a young kid, anyway. <laughs> yeah, be yeah, something else. I'd probably like. be doing the same thing. Like yeah. probably be be, hey this hey guys here's the new Panasonic. <laughs> yeah. yeah, all right. So so the next thing I wanted to talk about was what's the biggest reason you think that uh, uh videographers they get in the industry and they just they just fail they just can't can't make it happen. <sighs> what do you think are some of the biggest reasons for people just not making it and being able to make it a full time career? They I th- I believe they get burnt out, mm-hmm. and um I believe that they come into the industry. Uh, especially I've had messages, as I said, like people contact us and say, hey, can I carry your bags for the weekend, whatever, all right? But I've had people, they're like, oh, a guy in New Zealand last week contacted me. He said, oh, can I make a full-time living out of this? And I said, well, man, you're in New Zealand and I know the housing um, housing prices in New Zealand. You think Sydney's bad, man? Go to New Zealand. Wow. Right? Like it's <laughs> ridiculous, right? Yep. And I said to him, look, different living expenses, different costs. I don't understand your situation. But I I do my job full time because I love it. Mm. Or we love it. Cass and I, husband and wife team, we we love our job 
and we love meeting couples, meeting clients. We, we just love that interaction and we love showing them their day or their business or it's that whole thing. You walk into a business and when I first thing I do, like like a warehouse, what would you do, Jay? You walk in, you look around, you're like, okay, it's a warehouse. You know what the first thing I do is? I look up and I look up because 100%, 100% of them employees that have been in that business have never looked at the roof and gone. <laughs> You're probably right. <laughs> right? But the point is, if you can make their warehouse look different to them, they'll, they'll be like, wow. It's that mm. wow factor. Okay? It's same with the drone. You, you send the drone up outside the warehouse. They've never seen it out there. Wow, look how big it is. I didn't realize how big this warehouse is. Yeah. You know, it's that wow factor. The, I don't know. <laughs> the, I don't know what we're... I, I went off on a tangent there. Sorry. But... <laughs> The point is, they. I, I believe that they come in and they believe that they can make a lot of money, especially when they see, like, you know, we're charging nearly seven grand for a wedding video or wedding and photo, right? Yeah. But they see that, man, if they looked at our books, they wouldn't, rea- they'd not realize, I'm not pocketing that, man. Yeah, there's you know, a lot that's of expenses involved. A lot, a lot of expenses. And especially when you do things right, like... When we, uh, you know, we get a bit hurt, butt hurt, uh, when when people undercut us. But mm. I look at the people who are offering video for a thousand bucks or whatever. They're not they're they're not licensed. They're yep. not insured. Yeah. You know, they're not paying for licensing fees or anything. And we're just like, dude, like we're doing everything above board. We're doing more importantly, I say to couples, like when it comes back to weddings. But I say to couples, your video, we pay a license for. And it will never get taken off the internet. This guy, you can go with him for a hundred bucks, a thousand bucks, whatever. He'll put up an Ed Sheeran song. Mm-hmm. Within a week, your video will get taken off the internet. You know, and yeah, and and I mean that, that with the, with the artists creating their own content, um, their own covers, that's fine. But uh, I'm talking about when people are you know using copyright, not copyright free music. Yeah. Um. So anyway, the 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 point is, I do believe you've got to love what you do at mm-hmm. any job. If if you know, you think, oh, I'm going to make a lot of money being a plumber. That's great. Do you love being in the drains? Yeah. If you don't love being in the drains, I truly believe you just got to love what you do. Well, that's it. Yeah, you got to be in it for the right reasons. Otherwise, yeah, you will get burnt out and yeah. you'll just you just have a bad life, to be yeah. honest. Like, I learned that pretty early on. Um, you know, you got to be doing things that you really enjoy and then finding a way to monetize them. And I think that is the way, you know, not only to do well financially, but just to have have a great life and, you know, love getting up in the morning. (laughs) That's it, yeah. Um, Really, really good. um, Did a, uh, what do you you sort of call it, Uh, like a retreat um, for photographers and Mm -hmm. other creatives and stuff and it's by Jesh Tarox and he runs uh, Superfeel and Beloved Technique and all this stuff and and his quote, one of his quotes is, mo money, mo problems, right? Because if... You don't need money. You don't have any problems, right? But if you can find your passion, and his passion is joy. He teaches other people how to be joyful. And I know mm-hmm. that sounds like weird, but he does little things that make you go, wow, you can see the world in a different way, right? And yeah. I, some sounds like some hippie convent, but seriously, um, he, his whole thing is you take your passion and you make it make, it make money for mm. you, right? So it can be whatever you want. Don't. And then the whole thing is, you know, years ago, my pop said, find a job you love and you'll never work again, right? And that's yep. true. But then other people will say, find a job you love, you'll never work again. But 
you make that into a job and therefore it's your job. But you know what? <laughs> I love going to my job. <laughs> yeah, it's great. Hey, and I guess now with the internet like and YouTube, like there's more more ways to monetize even the weirdest things, oh, you know? I know. There's, there's a market for everything you, on YouTube. You could sell your bath water, Jay. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you sure could. <laughs> and people would buy it, which is the, uh, the craziest oh. thing. Yeah, it just shows you how extreme the world's gone, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so I guess a final question that I think would be an interesting one to finish on yep. is uh, where do you see video going over the next, oh. you know, five years, ten years? Okay, again, it comes back to a statistic. I read a statistic and it said um, in 2019, oh, it's in my phone, I'm going to have to correct it properly, but in 2019... Um, there'll be X amount of video uploaded to the internet, right? Mm-hmm. But the point was, I read that statistic at the start of the year and then I revisited it, as I said, I did the research and in July, it was double that figure, wow. right? And I was like, I was like, boom, right? There, there's, there's something like, it was, there's so many hours of video that it would take you, if you started watching video today on the internet at the moment, if you started watching it, it would you'd get up to 70 years right and then there would be another 700 years because by the time you'd watched that there would just there's video content going up all the time mm. and i truly believe go through your facebook feed right now what's there <laughs> every second post i guarantee is a video yeah it's just exponential growth it's just <laughs> video 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 content is king and mm. i truly believe that I don't. I don't see. I don't know where it's going. What What happened to what? When I was young, what happened? You used to sit around with your kid, with your siblings, and you'd watch ABC after school or or Channel What was it? Uh, Channel Nine, I think it was. Cartoon Mm -hmm. Connection or something like that, right? After school, or on a Saturday morning. Now, what do they do? Now, now my kids on a Saturday morning are sitting there with their iPads watching Georgia Productions on YouTube, and I'm like, this is a TV show. Like it's literally. She, she makes all this content and it's literally a TV. And, it's, you know, it's just, again, these 12-year-olds teaching you how to make this content. Wow. <laughs> Unreal. Yeah, I, I definitely can't see it going anywhere. And, you know, the growth is exponential. Yeah. I just uh, wonder whether it might get, like, more immersive. Like, you might see more VR um, involved in, in productions. But, yeah, it's really tough to, to know where it's going to yeah. go. Uh, it's hard with any technology. Like, I just found out the other day, we, we deliver all our all our footage and packages on USB and and now the top name laptops don't even offer a USB dongle and a USB input anymore. Really? It's USB C. Oh yeah. Right? right. So it's like those little ones. <laughs> but there's no company that make a USB dongle that go into a USB C yet. Wow. Right? So someone 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 needs to monetize on that, right? But yeah. <laughs> but you know you can get these little dongles that convert a uh, sorry a um, USB A to USB C. But mm-hmm. the the point is it's that it's that whole thing you like you don't know where it's going and VR is one thing that's like, yeah, it's really taken off at the moment and, or not at the moment, the past months I've seen, you know, people on hacking the PlayStation 1 to make it so that they can do other things and I'm just like, dude, like that's <laughs> like, no, but it's like, it's it all comes down to people think, they take one bit of technology and they think, right, what else can it be done with or what, what else can I do with it? And I think that's where innovation really comes from. Like, Yeah, well, that's it. I had my first VR experience about three months ago. <laughs> 
That was seriously mind-blowing. I had no idea that it was up to where it was. Yeah. And it just completely opens up your mind to a world of possibilities. I was over at my friend's house uh, over at Picton, and he's got a great VR setup. Yeah, yeah. He's got big, big room and all the sensors and, and a top-of-the-range uh, headset. Yeah. So, he was like, you have to try this. Yeah, like, yeah. Okay, all right, I'll give it a go. Yeah. So, put it on. And the first thing that he loads up is, uh, is just Mars. <laughs> and I'm standing there feeling like I'm on the surface of Mars, just yeah, like yeah. looking around and experiencing this and I'm like yeah. okay I don't need to go to Mars anymore yeah, yeah. I've been there <laughs> can, can you imagine like you know that comes into the technology with um, with the 3D sorry the 360 cameras right mm. but say Mumford and Sons are performing you've got the camera 360 there it gets their performance it gets their great audio it gets the audience and then you put the VR headset on and you're in that friggin' audience. Yeah. It's going to lose ticket sales, but, <laughs> right, how many people are going to pay for that? Or how many people are going to be like, I want that? Well, that's know? right. I see a big growth area, especially in music, like artists like Ed Sheeran and Taylor yeah. Swift, you know, where you can have that three, 3D camera yeah. and you can be immersed in that cons- uh, that concert, even though if they're performing in LA and you're in Dublin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I think there'll definitely be a big revenue stream and I'm sure that could translate across many industries like yeah. sports and, you know, like actually being able to be on the field. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I Imagine like, crazy. you know, none of this Um, in America, what do they always rave about? You know, it's courtside seats, right? Yeah. Well, you could actually sell 10 million courtside seats because <laughs> you could just, you know, put it in VR. <laughs> <laughs> it's incredible, yeah. eh? But yeah, who knows? Who knows how it's going to go? But uh, yeah, Craig, uh, Puzzle Man Productions, thank you so much for coming in. It's been great great to have a chat and uh, there's a lot of uh, really great information I think people will be able to take away and uh, maybe implement for their business. And, uh, you know, if you want to get in contact with Craig, uh, then what, what's your website? Uh, just Puzzle Man Productions. Just search Puzzle Man Productions. It'll come up. Um, so I always I always say, people say, all right, it's Puzzle Man Productions. I think I say it too fast. Yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, just search Puzzle Man Productions. It'll come up. And um, yeah, honestly, I'm. I, I, we always say with all the couples, anyone's looking to get into the industry, I'm here to help. I, I I try to help as much as possible. We don't make enough video content for ourselves to make it. You know, make 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 people go. Oh, you know, oh, this guy's helping out. But yeah, you send me an email. I usually love to help people out. So, yeah. yeah and it's been great chatting with you. And thanks for having me, Jay. Yeah, it's been great. So, this is the Blacklist Sessions. It's the very first podcast. We've got a lot of great guests coming up. Looking forward to the next few weeks. So, uh, yeah, that's that.